Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure. SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. His name is Curtis Durrock There's not much that he won't mock But he'll talk to his friends about sex and rear ends Yeah, it's wrestling with myself Some know him as Scotty O'Shea And he's really into ass play Steve Brown tags along and Mello wrote the song It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Sometimes he does it by himself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself On a Friday night He's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies Myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Discussing wrestling in movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies. Wrestling with myself. Hello? Okay, just making sure. Sorry, my Zoom was being a pain. One second. One second. Let's go see, Mom. No, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dogs are probably going to be pains through this. I apologize. Dude, that is all good. I uh, I love me some dogs, so dogs are welcome. <laughs> all right. It just dawned on me. I'm like, if we're going to have a cigar, I got I to gotta class up. I got to <laughs> fucking... Not look like a fucking schlub here, you know what I'm saying? Oh, don't worry, I got that covered. I bought this you know, jacket at Goodwill. Excellent, excellent. Are you out in the shed? Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah, so the backdrop uh, isn't too nice. I was gonna ask. What's that, sir? The backdrop isn't too nice, I apologize. Oh, I don't give a shit. Um, the only thing I was gonna ask you, is it possible for you to turn your phone sideways? Let me see. Just so then that way they get the old yeah. That better? They get that, yeah. Just because I, I put them up on YouTube, so it's it's just a lot better for the visual. Yep. Okay, let me just get it right. That all right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Beauty. I don't know if you do the uh, the you don't do the visual, do you? you no. Do the I do no editing. <laughs> Zero. It's so do you basically. So when, like, I don't know how exactly you film yours, but like when I film mine from Zoom, for example, uh, like I'll, I'll hit the record button here once we like actually start up or whatever. Yeah. And then whatever I record from there, it provides me both the video and the audio. But when I go in and I do the, uh, 
like the editing, which is essentially just putting a watermark over top of it and putting an intro and an outro. Sure. Nothing too crazy. Uh, it provides me the audio of that entire thing. So then I've got like the raw and an edited version of the audio. Oh, so okay. Either or. Just let me know, and then I can throw that over. Oh, right on. For, Thank uh, you. For yours. Yeah, no worries. Um, is there any special way that you start yours, by the way? No. No? No. Okay, because it just dawned on me. It's just like, yeah, if we're going to do a, a, a swapper here, then yeah, I'm not really sure how you wanted to go about starting it or whatever. But Just do it like your podcast. And I'll... All right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do that. I'll try to equal the like questions I ask you type thing, so it's a give and take. I like that. Because I actually there's do, a, I do, a, I have an intro song that I do edit in, actually. It's the easiest thing ever. So that's my intro. It's already done. Can, can you send me your intro song so I can put it in with mine as well? Oh, absolutely. So then that way, like, it'll start off with mine, but then it'll kind of go into yours. And then, like, kind of we'll say, like, hey, fucking blah, 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 blah. That's perfect. That is perfect. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Um... Yeah, I usually shoot for like an hour or so, so sure. I hope that that's, that's all right. Okay, perfect. Um, give me one second. And actually, hang on. I'm going to take this laundry one more time, and then we're going to go. Been a long day, Kurt. Oh, I, I believe it. It's been funny uh, hearing some of the... Reactions from some people. Why are some people pleased? Um, I don't know about pleased. Uh, I'm sure some people are. I mean, it's it's resting. Some people are probably happier than a pig and shit. It's a it's a real nearsighted way of looking at things. If you're happy that a gym closed that produced like live wrestling that we worked for. Yeah, those people I don't really give a shit about. It's the it's the, the the the. the thing that's been concerning me, and I'm kind of glad that we're doing this before we hit record, is just I've noticed that, uh, like, even a couple of the, the boys that that work for me, yeah, um, kind of all of a sudden just started getting, like, weird with me today, and uh, really? after I, yeah, and I'm just like, hang on a second, I, I just, I genuinely hope that this is, like, you in a weird mood today, and I'm really hoping that I'm not looking too much into, like, this weird correlation, because I'm not trying to. But I don't know. It's just it was just strange that after I did that, that uh, people just started acting a little funny. That is very um, strange. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to ask you this on the podcast. So fuck it. I'm just going to start because sure. it's a cigar question, and we're going to talk cigars. All right, so record on this computer. Welcome everybody to another episode. Actually, episode 25 of the Big Ben and Friends podcast, and today. We're doing a bit of a swapcast here, so uh, we are actually on... Wrestling with myself as well. Excellent. I thought you had something a little bit more uh, lined up. Nope, sorry about that. <laughs> we were actually discussing our lack of uh, professionalism and and, uh, and and preparation before this, just because I'm pretty sure that, that Kurt has the exact same uh, preparation going into these things that I do now, which is uh, no preparation. Yeah. And uh, it seems to be the most... Uh, it seems to be the thing that works the most, but we do have a theme going into this today that I'm pretty fucking stoked about. We are going to, like men, like men, Damn right. we're going to have some cigars and we're going to catch up like old friends because I haven't seen Hacker in... It's got to be over a year over now. Over a year, easily. Yeah. 
easily over a year. Like, I legit don't remember when the last time I saw you was. No. So, like, the last time that I was even really at a show was, uh, like, a show that you wouldn't have even been at. Did you do the, you didn't do the Family Day Feud for, when was the last show you worked for? I couldn't tell you. I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. Yeah, so am I. I and, it's, and it's funny because I get grief about that sometimes. People are just like, wait, you don't know your own product? And it's just like, I have booked and produced over 60 shows. Yeah, exactly. And they blend. It, they all blend just because the, uh, like, say 36 of them were showcase series shows. And the amount of times that I went into that with a game plan was, like, the first few until I realized <laughs> how horrible of an idea that was and because everybody could cancel and you couldn't be mad at them because it was just, like, their, their showcase series yeah. shows, right? So you kind of learn to, uh, to like, book very, very last minute for those. But then of you kind of learn to... There's, there's this weird adaptation system here, but um, one thing I needed to ask you about, just because uh, I am kind of a new cigar guy myself. You seem to be a bit more of a, uh, a weathered cigar spokesman. A little bit, not much. Beautiful jacket to go. You have the beautiful jacket to go with the, uh, with the gimmick. I appreciate it. Um, I've got myself here. This is the first time I will ever have uh, smoked a torpedo, so... Uh, my question is: Is that there's there's not really a certain way to have to cut that, is there? I'm sure you just you just kind of put the I, just get the little nub off. That's all I ever do. I it's hard with torpedoes. Typically, I'll take my cutter, I'll place it on a flat surface, pay, put my cigar in the cutter there, and then you cut off, and then you cut off as little as possible. A torpedo, it's hard because it's more of a sharp Ooh. edge. But with most things, I try to make cigars last longer than I probably should. So I try. I usually cut off as little yeah. as possible. Okay, and what do you uh, what do you got going on there? What are you smoking? This is uh, a Village Cigar House Blend cigar. Uh, they're cheaper. I spend too much money on cigars, and then I finally found these ones, and they're just house blends. They're good, and they're cheaper than usual. And then I was just informed a couple weeks ago that the house blend that they're actually from is uh, Rocky Patel. So it's actually a an unnamed Rocky Patel cigar. So I've been loving these lately and they're saving me a lot. These are like 10 bucks a stick as opposed to like 14, 16, 18, 20 bucks. Yeah, and they they look hand rolled, is that right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, these are to a torpedo too. I don't know what these are called. They're like the double torpedo, like the sausage link. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I was, first, I was actually about to ask that. I'm like, that looks like a, that almost looks like a blunt. Yeah, for real, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, this ends like yeah, it looks pigtail. Like really fat blunt. Yeah, but you got the American Rebel. I've wanted that forever. I've never had one. I got to order one one day. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, next time that I head down to Burlington, I will shoot you a message and let you, and I'll see if you're around because uh, if you are, come meet up and uh, I'll I'll hook you up with it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I'll like, trade I, you. I I'll gotta, give you one of mine for one of yours. Yeah, that'd be great. I uh, I got an eight sampler pack or whatever, and. Uh, like, I mean, I kind of got it for, like, the novelty, and I mean, I only need a few. I'm not a huge cigar guy, but, sure. uh, like, I gifted one to, like, two different friends of mine now, uh, just because I know that they're pretty much in the same boat as you. It's just like, oh, man, like, how could you not want to try it? Yeah. If you're in the wrestling business, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just that the math all adds up, right? Absolutely. I mean, and, and the cool thing is, is and I've noticed this this is something that you do as well is like, uh, even just for the novelty of keeping the, uh, the rap out. Oh yeah. I have like you know, which is, every uh, which band. Is kind of I I'd say I have 95% of every band I've ever smoked. I take it off and I keep every really? one. Yeah. I have, 
I have like a shadow box filled, and then yep. since then, uh, I have probably filled like it's probably a twelve inch by twelve inch shadow box, maybe an inch thick. That is jam full, and then on top of that, I probably have two cigar boxes. Like they are overflowing. I smoke way more than I let on. That is hilarious. I remember you told me that like you had a humidor's like full of them, but you didn't tell me they had two of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I got three like, humidor's full. Like the- Really? I have like the, two, just like the little box ones. Or? I have two of like the desktop ones, like that most people have, and then I have yeah. a bigger one that I inherited. My uncle died, and then just as he died, I was getting into cigars, and then his wife was just like, "Well, my aunt, I guess, was just like, do you want his cigars? They're all from Cuba.'" And I was like, "Yeah, give them to me." And it was literally like a treasure chest full of just Cuban cigars thrown in there. And then I told uh, shooting the indies Jeff Cole about it. And he was like, that's like $6,000 worth of cigars you just inherited. And I had no idea. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, so he was balls deep in there with you, I'm oh, sure. Oh. I mean, he's well, for a while, himself, for say. a while, I was just like, I was overwhelmed. So people would come over. I'd be like, here, have this Cuban, have this Cuban, have this Cuban. And he was the one being like, those are $40 each. Give them something <laughs> shitty and enjoy those. So like... Those Cubans, I only smoke once in a while now. I try to actually have a special occasion to smoke them. Yeah, it's funny you say that, just because uh, I've, like, Tid bought me the humidor for Christmas, and yeah. he ended up kind of getting me one of those, like, I think it was like a 12 or $14 stick, uh, just to go with it, because in his words, he's like, you can't give a kid a wallet without a few bucks in it. That is very so, true. Uh, he hooks me up with this. It is true. So, um, I, I enjoyed that one though. It was a, a Nicaraguan one. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to invest in a couple of nice cigars and then I'm going to have my like shitty $10 ones that I can still enjoy whenever it's just like, you know what? I need a goddamn stick. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a matter of finding that nice little balance. I, I think like, I'm still pretty new at the whole cigar thing, but I've had a ton and a short amount of time. And at the end of the day, it's either like when people are like, oh, I, I taste hints of chocolate and leather. Every cigar I've ever smoked tastes like a fucking cigar. <laughs> There's a little bit difference yeah. to them, but not big. I, was, the, the, I will tell you what the biggest difference is for me that I've personally found is that some you can tell the ones that are shitty because like whenever you go to like inhale them, you're just like, yes. You got like you've got like pieces of tobacco in there. It kind of tastes dry. Yeah. And uh, I've I've found that like I I, I like a nice humid cigar. Absolutely. So that's why they're in the Bovita pack, and like you know, and that's why you have you know humidors in the first place. We're crying out loud, but oh man. So tell you what, hack. Give me one second here. Let's light one up, shall we? Please. I my mouth has been watering. I'm not gonna lie. Might as well. I'm very anal on my cigar burn, so over, you'll probably catch me doing it every two minutes. I'll relight my, not relight it, but I hate when it starts burning uneven, so I'm going to be doing that constantly. No, that's all good. Um, The funny thing is, is I actually, uh, I I found one of those Torch cigars not too long ago and tried it out with my first cigar, Yep. and I'm like, oh, this is great, and then uh, it burns out, so. Oh, yeah, I know. I got them all over the house now. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that you've got one of these uh, nice little 
Oh no! Oh no! I was actually gifted this old school oh, ashtray. Oh, that is that is a baller ass ashtray. And what's holding my iPad up right now is this guy, which is another ashtray, which I'm currently fixing. I apologize. That's that's all right, man. But yeah, a part of the reason I, mean, I like got into cigars was uh, well, there's a few, but one of my favorite things was like all the trinkets and shit like this. Like I really fell in love with different lighters and different cutters and the ashtrays and stuff. So that was kind of just the charm with it for me on top of smoking them. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's get to some business here. Hacker, how yes, the fuck you been, pal? I've been very good, honestly. This pandemic, a lot of people have been having a hard time. It's been regrettably to say, not regrettably, but I, it's been the best year of my life for multiple reasons. So, like, I have nothing to complain about. I'm very, like, I'm a bit of a shut-in as is. I don't go out pe places, yeah. people come to me, and I've been fortunate that throughout all this, I've had a lot of people come over and hang out with me. I got married, I got uh, my wife pregnant, uh, and it's just been good. I got nothing else, like, it's been going very well, so. I got married, slip one past the fuck. Yeah. Totally. Fucking <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I'd feel guilty if I say, uh, if I was to say anything negative, honestly. So I'm not going to. But yeah, this this year's been shit for a lot of people. Luckily for me, selfishly for me, it, it's been very good. Haven't wrestled as much as I've wanted to, but I've also enjoyed some downtime. You've gotten to wrestle those. Um, how, how often? I, I, I obviously I saw that you did uh, Albright's thing, which was yeah, fucking brilliant. Probably. That's where I got this code. Um, actually, this is the. This is the code I bought for it. I I really really enjoyed that, and I was so proud of uh, Albright. Yeah, for numerous reasons throughout that whole project. Obviously, um, there's yeah for for layers of, of different reasons. But uh, what else have you, uh, you wrestled for NSW? Is that correct? Yeah, I probably had. So I feel like uh, the pandemic it didn't lift, but it kind of eased out summerish july and then it kind of came back hard no end of november december so f between those couple months i probably had 10 to 12 matches so it kind of satiated the thirst i had for a while and so that was fucking awesome we're allowed to swear yeah okay, I just do, make sure. do you think that i could actually <laughs> you've known me for how long do you think that i could actually have a fucking podcast if i wasn't able to that's true that? i just, it just I'd hate to be that guy an hour and a half in to be like, yeah, by the way, we were, we weren't supposed to swear on this YouTube show. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I, I under, I actually know how to edit now. So, oh. um, at one point in time, somebody said, uh, uh the, one of the bad names that I, I don't allow in the podcast. And mm. that was how I learned how to, uh, how to bleep and put a shit emoji over something. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, so it's time. been, it's been good. Like, uh, I've just been dealt a good hand. I'm very fortunate. How about you? Minus, I understand the wrestling and what was announced today, your gym having to close and whatnot. But if you were to put that aside, has it been an okay year? Yeah. It's been a weird one. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's certainly, it's been a difficult one for, like, I, here's the thing. I Has it been difficult in, like, in, in certain ways? Yes. Uh, have I been very, very fortunate in other ways? Absolutely. Um you know, for the first few weeks, I think just like everybody else, we were all 
a little petrified. We didn't mm-hmm. know what was going on. The uncertainty was a little much. And uh, I'll be honest with you, being at work, especially with what I do, because I I, uh, I, I drive a truck and I deliver places, and uh, going to all these different spots didn't really seem like the safest thing in the world. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I was certainly a little nervous. Now, once I, I, I want to say it was probably about like two, maybe three weeks in. Uh, I don't want to say who, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but it was, it was a wrestler that uh, had put on to their, I believe their Facebook or something like that, that they were just going through some real hard financial times. And that they're just like, man, I don't know when this is going to get any better. And then it dawned on me that, oh, I'm, I'm actually lucky yeah. that I'm actually that I'm working right now. Like, there's a lot of people who who aren't working, and we've all been pushing like to go home and to not work because we didn't know what was happening. So, once I realized that maybe I was actually a little better off in that regard than than others, I was like, it, it dawned on me very quickly. I was like, okay, I got to be appreciative of this. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we were able to keep the gym open for Christ all year. And then, next thing you know, next thing you know, I pop up. Holy moly. (laughs) I'm so sick of this guy. (laughs) (laughs) We did a podcast five minutes ago. We just did a podcast. I didn't tell Ben. (laughs) Oh, that's that's funny. Because Muff and I have been trying to do a podcast for, like, weeks now. I I told Hacker. (laughs) I was going to shit on him for kayfabing you. I I would have too. Thank you very much for that. And then next thing I know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna message him and see just by chance. I'm like, hey, what are you doing right now? You want to do a run in? He's like, give me like ten minutes. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. Ben, let this Ben let me spoil something for you. Puff is never uh-oh. busy. Okay. <laughs> if he says he's busy, he's flat out lying. Okay. Uh oh. That, that's we're, what I we're tossing Dukes already. <laughs> I, I said the same thing to Ben, and it just so happened, like, the day that we were going to do something, uh, I had nothing going on, but I randomly decided to drive to Pennsylvania with my buddy, and that's what kept us from doing that podcast the other day. But hey, look, here we are. Here we are. And now we are super. running in on Acker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. In the heart of Anti-hero. San Francisco. Anti-hero. So sorry. Yeah, thank you. I should have let you in on the on the gag here, just because uh, we're, we're enjoying a, a fine little cigar here, both of us, and perhaps we could have let you in. No, he's but more of a meat stick go. guy. I'm a, I'm a meat stick guy. Hey, I don't blame you, man. You, you gotta you gotta enjoy what you gotta enjoy. Okay, Ben, I gotta I gotta talk to you for a minute. I want oh. to know everything. Let's go. Everything you know about Kenny Omega. I want to know um, everything because you've wrestled the guy. You went on tour with him, didn't you? What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we. This was like when we were very, very young. Like, I mean, you remember back? It was like two thousand and five. Yeah, I think it was when uh, was when I did the Northern Hell tour. Yeah, uh, for the Tony Candelo Hell tour. I don't know if you ever heard of that one, Buff. Just because I don't know how much uh, Americans pay attention to that one, but. Bit of a bigger I, I don't tour know up here. anything about the the hell tours, but 
when I before I went to Grapplers and started training like at a, a real place, yeah, I was told that like that was the goal in wrestling. To go <laughs> to work these Canadian health tours, just like you and another wrestler, and you just do the same match in all these towns. And I was like, it was this off, it was this odd badge of honor is kind of how I looked at it anyway, just because like yeah. you know Jericho, Edge, Christian, uh, Lance Storm, uh, Callis, mm-hmm. like all of the the guys who got big from Canada kind of went through this pipeline, you know what I mean? So it was almost kind of like we felt like, hey, if we go through this pipeline, maybe it'll help me. I mean, it seemed to do okay things for this guy. And and plus, Tony Candelo used to be um, like a promoter for the WWF back in the day. So like when they were doing the the loops and stuff like that, obviously, you know, they they need somebody to have their feet on the ground in town, right? So Candelo was like the local promoter back in the day. So smart dude. So um, anyway, I got booked on this were like unbelievably last minute and when i say last minute i mean like i got called like the day that i got called uh vance nevada he's just like hey what are you doing right now i was like i'm sitting in an internet cafe in hamilton and uh he's like can you get to winnipeg tonight like jesus i don't fucking know so i looked up flights i couldn't get there until the morning um thankfully uh hancock luke hancock yep uh was a sweetheart allowed me to i think i'm pretty sure it was him he allowed me to put the flight onto his credit card because I didn't have one at the time. Nice. Uh, and then uh, he drove me to the airport because he knew how important it was to me. Uh, so we got down there in the morning. And, and, uh, and uh, I don't know if you know who he is, Buck, but he is a Canadian wrestling fucking legend. Really? Uh, yeah. And I was like, I got to I gotta go and I got to I gotta get a chance to wrestle that guy. So I get down there and then Can they I already kind of. How, how long in the wrestling? were you at this point about uh i was four years in the wrestling okay so still very very new and um i get there and the spot was kind of like everything was already put together Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i showed up there uh i was kind of like hey what am i you know what's going on for the tour and uh it was actually a very very young danny duggan who was uh, as about as Jack as this cigar <laughs> at the time. And uh, he came up to me. He's like, yeah, you're going to be wrestling Kenny Omega this tour. And I was like, oh, fuck. I wanted to wrestle Chi-Chi Cruz. And I'm like, I watched Kenny Omega. And he's just like, uh, who's the who's like the top guy around your area? I was like, Showtime Eric Young. He's like, he's the Showtime Eric Young of Winnipeg. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. That's huge. That's, That's a huge up. compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Next thing I know, we, uh, we 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 get to the first town or whatever. We start talking about matches, and you have to keep in mind, like the way that I was brought up is very fucking old school. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was taught to really embrace that old school mentality, that old school style, mm-hmm. uh, and I was kind of taught to like uh, dislike the the new school style at that time. That was kind of starting to to kind of break through. And That's Kenny so Omega was very much. That the Kenny Omega back in the fucking day, like he, yeah. he, a, he, he was the same dude. Um, That's cool to his credit. So we're putting matches together, and like we're getting into like a, a, an argument now at this point because I'm like, I, I don't believe in this stuff, and he's like, well, I don't believe in your stuff. And then we went out and we fucking were starting to get physical the first night because we just weren't really working with each other, but at the same time, kind of. Uh, we're fighting one another. So it, it, it turned into something kind of cooler. Yeah. And then once we both realized at the end of that, that day, we're just like, Oh shit. 
okay, I'm starting to pay attention now. And then by the end of that tour, uh, because you have to keep in mind that I wrestled them two times every show. Uh, it was I, we wrestled in a singles match uh, to start tag. the show off, and then I would, and then I beat him because I was the heel. And then we did a tag match in the main event where it was me and one of Don Callis' students against Kenny Omega and a midget with boxing gloves on. <laughs> what? And uh, yeah, yeah. So like. Kenny would say, like, oh, I got this fucking partner. I'm going to go get him, and we're going to kick the shit out of you. And, like, he would claim, like, he's got, like, this big bad dude. And then he would come out with nobody, and then he would go back, and then Bruce would fucking sit on his shoulders, and he would come out with boxing gloves, and that would be, like, the entrance, and that was kind of the, the gag, right? So um, by the end of that tour, I, I, I think it was maybe, like, the second or third last night of the tour. Him and I got fucking into it like I, I i think there was like a ribbit that was i was i was the guy that got ribbed on that tour just because like i was freaking the fuck out on some stuff sure and rightfully so to be the guy that got ribbed um and i snapped on them and then next thing i know uh we were doing the match the, that night and he like he like he does now like he gave me a belly to the back but he like scooped me on my brains and i was not prepared for it and i thought that he was trying to hurt me so like next thing i know like we're fucking like fight and then and this is and this is the first match we still got to do a tag match so we go into separate locker rooms because the way that they had it was they had they had a, a heel and a baby face locker room so we get into the locker room and chichi cruz who was in a heel locker room because he could sense something was up so he comes over to me and he's like you okay kid i was like you go over there and you tell kenny that he best fucking like i don't care if he wants to wrap up but we're fucking going like, I'm going to knock that motherfucker's ass out. And he calmed me down. And then uh, we went out and got what we needed to get out of our system. And next thing you know, we had the best match that we'd ever had like on that tour. And we got back to the back at the end of it. And we are just like, you good? Yep, you good? Yep. And I was like, okay. okay. Next thing I know, we had like two or three more nights. And it was just a blast. And at that, it was that moment that my mindset on wrestling completely fucking changed mm -hmm. like that was when i came back and that was when i met you and uh yeah. like you and alex was literally right afterwards like i got oh back wow and like i the first thing i did once i got back to hamilton was i started to go to llw and that's when i met you guys and i was like everybody else does uh it was there back in the day uh you two had a very difficult time when you first started just because of your size alone it had yeah. nothing to do with anything else but other than your size so uh i kind of felt obligated to stick up for you guys yeah because like well, these guys are fucking sweet to the point where um puff you'll like this uh we used to wrestle in front of fucking nobody in the llw arena so hacker didn't trust a lot of the guys that he was wrestling to catch them just because everybody there was kind of scrawnier kind of guys yeah so i would literally do run-ins on his matches to catch his dive and then just to make sure that he was safe and, and then, then leave. I would run back to the locker room <laughs> most of those dives were on to steve brown too so there wasn't really an excuse not to be caught he just chose not to i remember steve brown he never catches I remember... I, I did a dive and I dropped right on my head because of Steve Brown. <laughs> I was out for a few weeks. I remember, Ben, you were always cool with me and Alex, but you were, uh, like... <laughs> I don't want to say... You weren't mean at all. That's the wrong word. I just don't have a vocabulary. Like, uh, stern because of our size. And looking back, uh, it was warranted. And this was right when we met, by the way. Right when we met. 
And then I remember we had a match. It was me and Alex versus you and Brett Scholl, maybe. And I remember Brett fucked up constantly. Yep. And we came to the back, and it was like, <laughs> you were so glowing about me and Alex. And then you were like, don't let me talk to fucking Brett Scholl, though. Like, you were fucking furious with him. Okay, so I want to add on to that because uh, the reason why I was so glowing with you guys is because when we got, we got there to the building early to talk about the match and Brett was kind of a superstar in his own mind yep. and uh, showed up really late. So we took great offense to that and we literally the game plan of the match was how do we just have the three of us in the match and keep Brett out? <laughs> and, we, and that's exactly what we did and to add on to the whole size thing i was just like listen i'm i'm bigger than you guys when you hit me i need you to fucking hit me yeah please with everything you got because i it wouldn't be it, it would look weird if i didn't try to squat the shit out of you absolutely so it wouldn't so it didn't make any sense for you to not throw everything you had at me uh which maybe kind of Kind of got me a bad reputation because I think people thought that I, I was trying to fight people for real and maybe I was trying to hurt people. No. But I was really just trying to help them, and I think it did. Because you were, I remember we had the we had a fucking banger that night, yeah. and it, and and we even got one up on Stoll because we kept him out of the match the whole time. So you a, like I remember cheaper. I remember that match because it was right when LLW got the new ring, and it was like a cloud with springs, like it was too cushioned. And too bouncy. And I remember, I think you yep. and Alex gave, you gave me and Alex a double superplex. And I remember hitting the ground, bouncing up so high that my body did a complete twist. Like I landed on my back, bounced up, twisted, and came back on my back. Like a full 360. Like I did like a spiral tap from the bump. Yeah. Yo, hacker, hacker, doing this podcast from that shed. Yeah, sorry. Went to slow choppy. motion for a minute. Yeah. Oh, did I really? I'm sorry. No, no, that's all good, man. It's uh, it's it's all good. I'm bored. I'm I'm gonna oh. leave this running though, cause I'm doing some of my little brother right now. But hey, man, just wanted to say hello and uh, have you on here, and I'm. Happy you popped in, dude. Yeah, beat it, nerd. We'll, we'll do a full one sometime soon. Tomorrow, whenever you're free next. Yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm always a last, like, immediately when you're going to film a podcast, just hit me up, and I'll probably be available. Hey, I've realized that this seems to be a winning uh, theory here. So, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. You enjoy uh, the rest of your night, Buff, and we'll talk soon. You too. Peace, nerd. I can't even leave. Hold on. Oh, shit. <laughs> Leave so we can I shit died. talk you. There we go. That's better. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, dude, I, I remember that match so fucking much, dude. That was uh, that was kind of like how I think our friendship started. Absolutely. It was, uh, was really that night. Going back, not to be a fucking mark, but I am totally interested. Do you have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you stay in contact with Kenny at all after that, or was it kind of just after the tour? Because like the internet was around, but it wasn't like it was now. Did you? Was it just like separate ways type deal? We kept in like very light. Um, I don't even know if you know this or not, but we there was a, a show that we did for the Squared Circle. Uh, it was like the Toronto Man Show. 
uh, back in the day. I remember I, it. I don't even. Did you do it? No, no, no. I was way too young. Was that the one with like Jarrett okay. and Rhino? I don't remember them being there. No. Maybe I don't remember it then. I I do remember something yeah. like that, but I wasn't there. I just remember. I just remember like I'm I'm back getting ready for for a match and. Next thing I know, I'm like, I'm pacing back and forth. And then there's like a back door where people were like, the boys were coming in and out. Of, right. And like you pace one way, you look, you pace back the other way. You look, there's the door. Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, as I'm pacing back and forth, just kind of getting in my mind. Right. I just, I'm pacing towards the door and all of a sudden the door just bursts open. And then in comes Zach Mercury and Kenny Omega. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck? And then he's just like, Grizz! Because, like, on the tour, I was Grizzly Morgan, because for some reason, Tony Candelo thought I reminded him of, of a Grizzly, so all of a sudden I became Grizzly Morgan as opposed to Sean Morgan. <laughs> so, um, so he knew me as Grizz, and he's like, Grizz! And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing here? He's just like, you know, I was really hoping that you were going to be here, and the next thing I know, um, shit, I think that we even did, like, a six-man tag, where it was me, Kenny, and Zach against uh, uh, Sin... O'Reilly and Crazy Steve. Oh wow! But like, it was you know it was like we we kept, we kept in touch like a little bit afterwards. But then like once he kind of broke off into Japan, like the we started to we didn't really keep in touch as much. Like yes. send him the odd message and stuff like that. Um, and I I would still send him the odd message and stuff like that afterwards and just be like, yo, dude, like you know just proud of you. Like that's fucking really cool what you're doing and stuff like that. And the responses would slowly start to kind of not be there as much. Because yep. I'm sure that he probably gets a million of them, and I understand. But um, one thing I can tell you that I don't even know if this is a story that I've ever told. But uh, there were two different times that I actually spoke with Kenny about coming to Crossbow. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the, first, time, um, the first time I tried to offer him a match... And uh, he was kind of like really like he wasn't really all that responsive. But then I kept replying to him and I was just like, OK, look, like I, I know that you're on a whole other stratosphere of like level right now or whatever. Right. Uh, I don't even know what your fee is. I was just like, but let's just let's just talk. talk you yeah. Know what I mean, like, please at least just talk to me about it. And then I would see that it would be seen. And I'm like, okay, listen, like, I, I'm, I'm tr I've got an idea that I really, 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 really want to do. And I understand that this is going to cost me more money, and I'll probably lose a bit of money on this, but I think that in the back end, I could potentially make it up. So please, just talk to me. And then he was just like, I can see that he's seeing it again. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, can I offer you money? And then he's just like, I don't know, man. And I'm like, wait, he replied. <laughs> and then I'm just like, I just, I sent an offer to him. So I, I sent him an offer, and I sent him like a, a financial offer, yeah. uh, which was the, easily the highest uh, I've ever sent anybody. And um, and I told him what my idea was, and he just didn't reply. And then I found out afterwards that like his rates was so much more than what I actually offered. Yeah, it's hard. So to... I replied to him. Uh, uh, so I replied to him a few weeks later, and I was just like, "Hey, man." Uh, I just found out that what I offered you is kind of insulting to what your actual bottom line is. I apologize. <laughs> I understand. No worries. No problem. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but but the plan was is I was going to bring him in 
he was going to wrestle Josh. Oh, that'd be unreal. That would be unreal. And that I I made an actual valiant effort to to do that. I think I told Josh I was trying, but I'm sure that he probably was just like, "Yeah, that's not happening," and rightfully so because it sure didn't. Yeah. But there was a time that Kenny almost actually showed up because uh, I'm trying to remember who it was that canceled on me because I've had so many different people cancel, <laughs> but it was a real last minute cancellation. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And I was like, hey, remember that offer that I sent you to come wrestle for me? Would you take that to just come do an appearance? Mm. Like, show up? Like, you could sign autograph, make all the fucking, like, you keep 100, like, everything. Like, yeah. just do me the friend favor of just, please just show up. I'm, you don't have to do a goddamn thing. We'll make sure that you're pampered the whole shebang. And uh, he was like, you know what? Honestly, man, I would, but I'm busy this weekend. Mm. So I was, I was close, and I, it's certainly not happening now yeah. because AEW is a thing. And uh, and he even told me that, like the the last time I kind of spoke with him, that he's so busy. With yeah. Oh, I could imagine. Right now, so like just replying to messages is uh is a lot harder to do and just even just everything in general you know and, what i mean and plus he's got like you said before he's probably got a million people each day wanting something from him so it's just something. so hard to reach out i remember for years before he blew up like it's when he was working jersey all pro as champ i think uh sorry my dogs are barking but uh i remember the rumor was he lived in Winnipeg, but his girlfriend lived in Toronto, and he lived with her most of the time. So he was actually more local than we thought. Because I can't remember, maybe it was Julian in like the infancy of A1, we, we had talked about him because Bruno had been a huge Omega fan for years. I wasn't for a bit. I, I, he, he won me over a eventually, but Bruno was the original guy that was just like, Kenny Omega is like the fucking greatest. And I, I thought it was a little cartoony for me doing the Hadouken and stuff. I didn't love it. And then it was probably just a little before Ring of Honor started using him. I, I finally, like, caught bait. And I was just like, yeah, this guy's unbelievable. And he was. And just to see where he was, where he is now, like, it's fucking nuts. I love that guy. I have two action figures of that guy. Like, he is an actual draw to me. If he's on TV, I will go out of my way to watch it. Yeah, and I'll admit I've I've obviously I've got one of the uh, the Omega action figures. Now you've got two just because you got these scale rings. Is that correct? Yeah. So Steve Brown, being one of my absolute best friends, uh, runs NSW, and I try to give him a, a, as good of a deal as I can sometimes because uh, he, he's a buddy, and I like wrestling. He promotes, and I'll work as cheap as I can for him. I'll donate time, whatever he needs, and he hates that I work cheap for him. But right. let's be real, I uh, I can see, especially like in a pandemic, we're not making a ton of money, and I'm going to help him regardless, so he insisted, he's like, I don't know, because whenever he does pay me, he tries to take care of me as good as he can, but it, it's whatever he has at the time. So he said, what if I pay you in a sure. real scale AEW ring, and that'll count towards a show, and I was like, you pay me in an AEW real scale ring, I'll count it towards the year. <laughs> And then now, here's my question because I saw that he's doing a giveaway for another scale AEW ring. Where the fuck is he finding these things? Because can he, can he hook me up with one? Okay, this is what happened. 
When they first went on sale on like ringside collectibles, he bought two, one for me and one for him. Then he got them in the mail, brought them right to my house, and I put it mine together. And we both realized yeah. this thing is unnecessarily big. Like, it is, like, it's not real scale for the thing. It's so fucking big. And when he saw how big, like, you can't store it anywhere. Mine's hanging on my wall because I have no room for it. It's literally, like, it, it's got to be it two feet by two feet. It's a dining room table. Yeah, for real. Like, I have an out, like, I have a fireplace outdoors, like a propane fireplace. And the one day uh, yep. I had the guys over and I brought it out, it takes up the entire propane fireplace. Like, I put it on top. It covers the whole thing. So when he saw how big it was, he wasn't in a giant rush to put it together because it's like, there's nowhere to store this. So he just kept it. And yeah. then he finally said, like, this is a great giveaway. Nobody fucking has it. So he finally, like, realized this is a good kind of, uh, you know, something to have bribe people for subscribers and stuff. So that's where it came from. It was the, from the same order. You know what? Which is funny enough, uh, <laughs> until you said bribe this for subscribers, which is kind of what it is. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like the the thing to do right now. Sure. I mean, just because it's it's certainly helping keep you know some type of interaction and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we've been doing that with uh, like I've got a bit of a side gig project that we're doing that uh, that Brady put together called THD, yep. where like me, him, and Matt Grant, we've you know we do you know like live unboxing podcasts and stuff like that. Like we do, uh, it's essentially. It's essentially kind of what everybody else does in real life, except now we just do it on a podcast where it's just a couple of us buddies. We get together, we, we bring all of our toys, we fucking show them off, we talk some shit, and and we, we have some fun, you know what I mean? And we, we talk about nerd stuff as yep. opposed to having to just completely talk about wrestling, you know what I mean? Um, and, and and then we're doing other things now, like, I mean, uh, and... and, and Dude, I was actually about to invite you on to the last one, but then it dawned on me that there was a lot of people already. But uh, we're doing live fight companions now on my Twitch channel. That's awesome. And they're a fucking blast. Like, it's just everybody puts their UFC on TV, and it's just like we're all watching it, but, like, not on the stream or whatever. But, like, it's just it's what we would want to do anyway, yeah. except we can't really right now just because of everything that's going on. That's one of the things. I, I got to tell you, man, like, on, on last Saturday, <sighs> I, I haven't laughed that fucking hard probably in like since the last time I've seen my friends yeah it's the best those hangs like that's that's partially why I love cigars as well am I getting you now because of your choppy ass internet oh shit I'm sorry did I interrupt you no no that's alright no no your, your internet got choppy there for a second and you froze on me so I didn't hear a thing that you said oh. and then I was just like did I freeze on you because of your choppy ass internet no and it'll be mine I got a wifi extender but it's not good but, like, my absolute favorite thing to do is hang out with my friends, yep. have cigars. That's, like, like the silver lining if everyone's into cigars and we can be, like, outside or something. And just watching TV. Doesn't have to be wrestling. If it is, even yeah. better. But, like, it's just the fucking best. And I, I understand how lame it sounds, but literally this summer I had guys over every Friday and Saturday night. I know there's a pandemic and we shouldn't have hung out. But, like... It was the greatest summer of just easy hangouts. We didn't do anything crazy by any means, but, like, the laughs we had were unreal just because yeah. hanging out, cracking each other up, talking shit, it's the fucking best. Yeah, it... Like, 
in a weird way, it's it's funny because the way that we have to hang out now yep. has kind of become how you do content. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it, to me, it's the wildest shit that that like we're literally just catching up and having a cigar, but yep. we're recording it. So we could technically call this a podcast, and because we're both such lazy pricks, we're going to both each call this a podcast, yep. and we're going to both call this fucking content. I know. It's, it's wild. It's a great time. But, like, if the pandemic's co- taught really me anything, uh, it's kind of like, even when all this goes away and we can hang out, there's many times when, like, I want to hang out, but I don't really want to go anywhere, and I think I'm going right. to keep the whole, hey, what are you doing? You want to just kind of, like live stream tonight watch whatever and just we i've been doing that a lot we'll just put on we'll watch yeah. something on iwtv and just hang out through a webcam and it sounded lame a year yeah. ago but now that we've been doing it so much it's just kind of it's an easy way of staying connected without anyone having to kind of like go out of their way exactly like one thing i also started doing as well was uh i started doing this yesterday but i decided that because like the Twitch world is something that I'm really new to, but yeah. I'm I'm having so much fun with it because you you can do more than just play video games on there. Like you do podcasts, and and it turns out you can I can stream my crossbody shows on there. So yesterday I I streamed Family Day Feud three, and uh, with the live chat and everything, like it's just it's awesome. Just because it it's you're I'm, I'm watching the show with the audience, which is great. Um, People are popping in who are brand new, who haven't seen it before, which mm-hmm. is great. And, like, everybody's kind of re- retelling their stories and memories, but then, like, everybody still kind of gets to chit-chat and do all these things. And it's just like, man, it's it, it's kind of like this really cool new way of, uh, of being able to hang out and, and finally get to watch wrestling together again. And, uh, and then as soon as I did that, I, I guess my joy for Twitch got uh, Speedball super pumped to go and try it because then he decided... Uh, to, to get on Twitch and then Uno helped him get all of his shit together mm. and then uh, now he's having so much fun with it so now the both of us are all fucking nerded out and he's just like hey I saw that you're, uh, you're airing crossbody shows he's like would you like to maybe watch one together and we'll we'll put it on Twitch and I'm just like absolutely fuck yeah let's do that that's awesome because like like Speedball I, I, I adore that man as a human being like he's everybody knows how talented he is as a, as a wrestler but I'll always be super grateful for what he did for for me and then for our, our company. Like that match that he had with Del Bruno and Tyler, like a, probably like a year in or so, uh, really helped, I think, solidify our company. Mm-hmm. And then oddly enough, it turns out that he, as far as like, you know, the main shows go, he just so happens to be in the final match that Crossbody has at the moment until things start to clear up again and we can find a new building and all that stuff and uh hopefully start to you know get back to business but so so he's really cool like i mean he's he's a guy where i literally like two weeks ago i was i was having like literally the worst migraines of my my fucking life like my it hurt to exist and i had to teach i had to teach an online class uh just because that's what we've been doing for for our students right so i'm like like 15 minutes away from class starting and I'm like fuck man I don't know what to do and for some reason I just had the idea I'm like I'm just gonna message Bailey and see if maybe he wouldn't mind breaking down some film for my class and I was like hey what are you up to right now like do you wanna break down a match for my 
class in a Zoom meeting because, like, I'm fucking dying here. And he's just like, yes, I would love that. And like a, like a gangster. And I'm like, well, what match do you want to watch? He's like, oh, give me five minutes. And then next thing you know, he, like, he finds this, like, uh, I, I can't remember the, the name of it, but, like, it was this women's Japanese match. And I, I've certainly never seen it before. And uh, it was just badass, man. And it was, like, this complete different perspective on wrestling than, than whatever everybody's used to but at the same time ties in what you're supposed to know yeah it's just like a great other perspective you know what i mean yep he's one of the few so guys he's that, just been like so i sorry i keep cutting you off i apologize he's just uh he's one of the few guys that like whenever i talk to him about wrestling and putting matches together because we've worked a ton uh he kind of comes at something at a level i'm totally unaware of like, we, we like the same wrestling, we kind of think the same, but how he puts matches together and builds up the drama and everything, it's just like, I feel like it's my first day when I listen to him. I had a match with uh, Aiden Prince about a year ago, and he watched it, and he was giving us pointers afterwards, and I was just like, he was, I was asking him how he puts together his false finishes, because his false finishes always actually end in the crescendo, whereas that's what I try to get yes. to but it's very hard. And he kind of just spelt it out for me in such an elementary way of how he does it. And I was just like, holy shit. It, it was so... It, it makes you feel stupid. Yes, exactly. I almost wish I didn't have to talk with him because I felt so retarded. But it was just yeah. like, it was just that light bulb moment of just, oh, that's it. He just spelt it out in that idiot logic for me that rang true. Which is crazy that you're saying that because... Um, when when he was last down for us, uh, him and Veda came down for the weekend. Mm -hmm. They when he found out that we had a showcase series show the day before, he was just like, "Hey, what the fuck?" And I'm like, "What?" He's just like, you, "You can we not do these?" And I'm like, "Oh, um, <clears throat> it's a little different than you'd think." I was just like, "It's." You know, everybody kind of gets like gas money at best, just because like it's a five dollar at the five dollars at the door, yeah. and like I literally just take whatever we make at the door and kind of like literally just disperse it. You know what I mean? And uh, that's pretty much it. So I don't, I don't, I can't do that to you in beta. And uh, he's like, "Well, we're doing a seminar the day before, correct?" And I'm like, "Or the day afterwards?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Let us do a two day seminar." And uh, what? He's like, "Yeah, me and Veda would like to, to to work with your your. We want to work with the the people who." show up the first night and do the best in the seminar. That's, mm. That's awesome, dude. And it's, it, it's just, it, it's hilarious when, when dealing with some people, uh, when they're just kind of like, Oh, I need this. I need to do this. I need this, blah, 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 blah. And like some people are real, you know, very businessy and, you know, rightfully so everybody's got to handle their own shit. But then you've got guys like Bailey, who's literally one of the best in the fucking world. Yep at what he does and is just like can i come down and work your student show yeah it's humbling man it's just like if he doesn't have a head nobody yeah. should right at the end of the day we're just fake fighting so let's not get wrapped up in ourselves here couldn't have said it better man because i was just telling uh somebody this today it's just like i i i almost miss not having wrestling for the sole purpose of i know that like, I, I enjoy a good ass kicking every once in a while because it humbles me and then it reminds me that I'm not shit and none of us are shit. Like, at the end of the day, I don't 
care who you are. None of us are shit. Yeah, I get you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's nice to, to kind of just be humbled enough to remember that, but still have that work ethic to make it like, to make you drive and work harder. Yep. You know what I mean? No, completely. So, so in a weird way, like, I mean, I, I miss the physical ass whooping as opposed to maybe like the financial ass whooping that potentially we're all kind of dealing with at the moment just because of all of this stuff. Yep. But Hey, it is what it is. And an ass whooping's an ass whooping, right? Can I pick your brain about, there might not even be much of a story here, but uh, yeah, there's not much brain there. Trust me. <laughs> your last, your last show was supposed to be Alex Shelley versus Del Bruno, and like, could yeah. you just go into like contacting Shelley? Because I'm sure Shelley's aware of Bruno and whatnot. Like, just all of that. Because, uh, yeah. I just, I, I'll be happy to go over. I'll be happy to go over the entire process with you. Um, so, I realized as I was showing up to the venue the day of Family Day Feud 4, which was our last show. Because I was so confident that I had put together and I, and you you know that I'm the kind of guy that like I will shit all over my work and whatever. Sure. You know what I, mean? I, had, I was so so confident that I had put together the perfect perfect show. And it was only up to me to fuck it up because I was the production guy. Yeah. Like everything as far as like, not just the matches, but the match order, the way that the stories were, the way they had been built up to, the way that it was just the flow, everything, the way that I had everything envisioned in my mind from a production perspective, everything. It was for me to fuck up. And there was only one thing that got fucked up, which was, uh, the breaker went out on us because when Danhausen's entrance, when I was trying to do it, I pumped too much into the building, uh, electricity wise with like the lights and the smoke machine sure. and all that stuff. So it broke on me. So thankfully we were able to get it fixed, but like it just, it didn't have the cool effect that I wanted it to. Uh, but that's, that's another story for another day. But I dawned on me. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing next month. I don't even have a main event. Like I was so like focused on that. This. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. So, um, at this point, I'm like, with all due respect to the guys, because, like, I knew that the March show that we were going to have Albright versus Where's It. Like, that's where we were going. Uh, and then we're going to have their big two out of three falls match, which we had been building to for about 10 months at that point, right? And I was like, hey, I know that that's a draw, but, like, I'm kind of, our company's kind of starting to get to that point where, like, it needs that extra little bit. Sure. Because, like, I feel like the fans, like, deserve it. And, like, we've kind of built that reputation. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm, like, starting to reach out to feelers. And the next thing I know, um, I'm in touch with Uno. And I don't even know how I am. But the next thing I know, Uno's just like, oh, no, okay, hang on. I got to preface this even further. So I took a fucking, like, fucking total shot in the dark. Uh and I messaged out, I emailed Alex Shelley, like, right when I realized that I had fucking nothing. I was like, hey, man, like, you could probably tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, I don't know if you're interested in working in Canada or whatever. I'm just like, like you know, I'm, I've got an idea. Uh, this is what I'm thinking. And if it interests you, please let me know because I'd really love to discuss it with you. And I told him straight up that I wanted him to come down and wrestle Del Bruno. Yeah. And uh, I didn't hear from him. So that's when, when I got in touch with Uno, I was just like, fuck, okay, I got something. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, okay, cool. And then I, I was so excited to get him. I was just like, who do you want to wrestle? He's like, give me Wheeler. I was like, 
done. And I was just like, okay, cool, no problem. And then I'm like, okay, I got my uh, I got my cake now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Now we got a fucking show. We're ready to fucking rock. And then uh, I'm announcing matches. I'm announcing matches. And then uh, all of a sudden my phone goes off and his shoot name pops up on my fucking email. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's just like, hey, man, uh, I, 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 I'm completely paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly, but it was something to the effect of like, hey, man, um, I'm interested. I just need you to tell me what, uh, like, for me, because, like, I have a set rate, and it's a set rate. Um, I need you to tell me how you're going to get me there. Like, he basically, we, it was a negotiation. Yeah. Like, this was the first, like, real-ass negotiation that I had ever done. And this was, like, weeks of negotiation now at this point. So, I'm like, I I can't afford you, like, at this point, because, like, I... I dumped all my money into all, like Uno and all this other stuff. I was just like, but here's what I have. Like, I don't want to go into that stuff, but regardless, we were able to negotiate a deal where we were both, we were both happy. Mm-hmm. We were both satisfied. I think genuinely him that if Del Bruno being a part of the deal was the reason why he took the deal that we made, which would have gotten him as his thing, but it was just a bit of a different way to get there. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but when I told him that it was Del Bruno, his exact quote to me was, dude, Del Bruno's fucking sweet. And I would love to do that. Oh my God. When he sent me that, I was, I screen capped it immediately. And then when I realized that we were like about to say yes, that he was about to do it. Cause I had told literally nobody about this uh, at this point. I, uh, when I was like, Oh my God, like he, he basically said to me, he's like, Hey, if you can make this and this happen, I'm going to say yes. And I was like, Hey, I'm making this and this happen. Is your answer? Yes. Yeah. You know I mean? Confirm. I want to make confirm. But I was like, Hey, I meant his fucking thing. So at this point I'm like, Oh, I hope I don't jinx it. But I'm like, like I'm bursting. Right. That's like, I'm just like, I'm about to do for my friend. Like I, I'm about to literally make this fucking guy's life. Like yeah. this is his, like a lot of people don't get this. Like when I when I told people this when I announced it, I'm like I don't think people believe me. But like, I've never ever heard Del Bruno ever say I want to go wrestle for the WWE. I never heard him say I want to do this. I want to do this. It was always I just want to wrestle Alex Show. Yeah, that was the only fucking thing that he ever wanted in his entire fucking wrestling career. So when it dawned on me that like, man, I've got that face the the like my like the stuff that I said that I always wanted to do. Like, I got to kind of do it, and, like, it was, it made a man out of me, because it was just, like, you want these things, but do you really? Because facing that is a completely different fucking story. It's true. So, I was just, like, oh, man, like, when he said that to me, I was, like, okay, fuck it, Alex, you gotta call me right fucking now, and then he's, I think he was at work, and, uh, he called me, and I was just, like, hey, you sitting down? It's like, yeah. I was, like, I uh, don't freak the fuck out, but I'm going to text you something, okay? Uh, I've got you an opponent for March, and then I texted him the, uh, the thing. And uh, it was cool It was cool to hear his reaction. Oh, I, be- I believe it. Like, uh, I won't forget that. I remember and when... And then he- I was just like, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm go sorry. Ahead. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, no, please, uh, uh, by all means. Like, I, what, I remember... How, how did you feel when you... Well, I was fucking, like, 
thrilled because he's unbelievable. He's he's influenced me so much, but he's influenced Bruno even more, and I'm influenced by Bruno as well, right? Like, so it it yeah. was huge, and like Shelley's been on and off wrestling for years, and then he was finally like he started back up again like a year or two ago, but it was very select. So it was almost yes. like it wasn't going to happen with him being back anyways. And then when Bruno finally told me, we fucking lost it, I immediately realized I have a fucking show that day. And it was a show I couldn't get out of because I would have. And uh, Which, to, speak, to speak to that, um, <coughs> because that's actually kind of part of the, the story here, is that, um, and I, I apologize for cutting you off. No, don't worry. When uh, it was a couple of days, like when I, when I told Bruno that this was going down, then... The waiting game. Then yeah. it was another couple of days. And then I was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then I finally got the email where he's just like, good. Word. And then I was just like, Matt Grant, make me this motherfucking graphic <laughs> right fucking now. And I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, shut up now. And then like, it, it took him like two hours to do. And like that whole two hours, I was just like, hurry up. <laughs> oh, fuck, I got it without this shit. And then, like, when he finally got it to me, it, it, it was like one of those like I thought I was gonna be able just to fucking go right away and do it. And as soon as he sent it to me and I looked at it, I broke because I was like, "It's real." Yeah, exactly. Like, it's fucking real. And I was like, "And like, man, it's not too many times that you get to do things for your friends like that." And I was just like, "Fuck, I think this." I'm so happy for him. Yeah. And like, I'm so happy that I get to be the fucking guy to help him do this. And, uh, especially for everything that he's done for, for me and for my company. And, uh, I fucking will never forget when I, when I dropped that announcement, because like I made sure to, cause I, I kind of had an idea how I wanted to announce it. I, I, I pulled him from the match that he was announced and I was just like, I, this is some serious shit. And I'm going to explain why later, but I just kind of need to gather my thoughts. But Del Bruno's out. So then and I even was getting messages from people. They're just like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck happened? And I was just, like, faving everything. So then that way I, I put up, like, this really nice, like, written thing where I was just like, you know, pretty much what I said. It was just like, you know, there's, there's certain times in every man's life where you say you want something uh, and it becomes a dream. But you have to one day man up and face that as a reality. And here we go. And it was one of those announcements that, like, even people who I know don't necessarily care for me all that much were retweeting and kind of giving me the old, like, yep. tip of the cap. Not that it was about me, but it was just one of those things where uh, for our crew, regardless of regardless of where we're at in life now, the crew from where we were back then, yeah. we all kind of had a moment where we were just like, hey, we, we did it for our friend. That was, you know th I mean? That's it. That's a great way of putting it. And and it was weird because, like, there, there were, like, out of our kind of group of people from back then, like, I mean, that were all super friendly. We're not as... We've, we've all grown apart a bit, you know what I mean? We're yep. all still together, but have certainly grown apart some. And uh, that was cool. Like, that was that was really cool. And that to me is is and if i'm being completely honest with you that to me is the biggest thing that has uh been like the biggest travesty of this entire fucking pandemic yeah. and, and i know that that might sound absolutely stupid because of like a fucking wrestling match it not happening is like the biggest thing for you 
Well, yeah, unfortunately it is just because I know how much that meant to that fucking, to that guy. And I, and that guy means a lot to me. So yeah. therefore, yeah, that fucking sucked. I just, uh, I think I'm, a, I'm an optimist anyways. So I'm just always going to think as long as they're both wrestling, there's always a chance. And I know Bruno's not stopping anytime sh- soon, and I'm sure Shelly's got a lot left in the tank just because the style he wrestles is a longevity style. He's not a big bumper. He, a lot of movement. It's not like he's taking crazy bumps, though, so uh, I'm holding out well, hope. Believe me, if it's... I, I am, too, because I am I genuinely would like to think that uh, if, if everything goes back to normal and we're able to do it, mm-hmm. I would like to think that he would, yeah. you know? And I'm at the point now where I'm sure that somebody else is going to try to make that happen and... and and, and potentially try to snake it just because they Probably. now understand that it's a it's a reality. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I really don't. It's not about me. It's, it's about, about the match. Alex. Yeah. And it's it's about that. And like whoever fucking hosts it. And I had a, legit if if it's the dirty company that I would punch in the mouth if it was a fucking human being, I would literally buy a ticket and sit first row. <laughs> well, just to give some backstory on like Bruno and Shelly. So he's been influenced them by forever. Uh, when Alex Shelley worked UWA, he had a black bandana. He'd come out with his entrance. He threw it to the crowd. Alex caught it one night. He still fucking has it. He used to wear it to the ring years and years and years ago. And then we did a show in New Jersey a long time ago, 12 years ago. And Bruno had to pull out, not last minute, he just couldn't make it. And Shelley was on the show and it fucking killed him. So at that show, we were all so young, but like we caught the nerve to go up and talk to Alex Shelley, and we were just like, hey, our buddy Alex was supposed to be here, he couldn't make it, and we were just like, he fucking idolizes you, he loves you, but he it, not in a Mark way, like it's a true tribute, and if you saw his work, he, like you'd yeah. be proud of it, your mannerisms and stuff, now he's ripped off by everyone, so it's not such a big deal, but back then it was a little more few and far between. Absolutely. And so we got him to call Alex and Alex didn't pick up his phone. So he leaves the funniest message to be like, I'm with your boys. And they tell me, all you fucking do is rip me off, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like fucking going in on him hard. Right. But like, it's obviously a joking way. And then I probably shouldn't yeah, say yeah. this, but uh, he drops a really funny derogatory term at the end that made it even funnier at the time. That was more... <laughs> more welcomed back then than it is now. I'm not, I don't have to say the word, but like, it was just the funniest thing. And Alex kept it on his phone. He beat himself up forever when he didn't, uh, he didn't pick up the phone that day, but he kept the message forever. And then I worked the smash show where Shelly, Oh, is that allowed? I'll, I'll unbleep this one. Okay, okay. I'll let it happen. I will. I won't say it again. I worked the show with Alex Shelly in a Toronto promotion. And, uh, um, Shelly worked Psycho Mike that night, actually. And they had a fucking killer match. And Bruno wasn't booked, but he came with me because Shelly was on. And so I went up, I worked, it, uh, just on the show. I can't remember who it was, but then I went to Shelly afterwards. I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember this, but fucking 10 years ago in New Jersey, you left him. And he immediately remembered. And he was so cool. So I was just like, he's upstairs. Can I bring him down and you guys talk? And they just like... We're just talking and having a great time. So, like, there's a rapport there, and, like, they de- they definitely know of each other. And if you've seen a minute of Alex's work, it's nothing to laugh at. You know, there's a lot of people that no. do tributes to guys that it's just like, I really wish you wouldn't. Alex isn't that fucking guy. No. 
he's he's pretty cool like that. The uh, the the biggest thing and that I wanted to get to just because you'd mentioned that you'd had a booking that day regardless, but once I announced it, I immediately messaged you because yeah. I was just like, hey, listen, like I I, I have no money to offer you because my money's gone. I'm like, but I know that you're going to be there regardless. I'm yeah. like, but do you want to, I, I wanted you to walk out with them just to, to be like a corner man for them. Like just in your fucking street clothes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I thought that that would have been kind of neat just to, just for you to be there. Like not necessarily a part of the match. I'm sure they probably would have made you a part of the match, which would have been kind of even cool, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I thought that that was, uh, Especially just because of where it would have been on the card, just because again that was actually a part of the negotiations. <laughs> right before our intermission. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like I remember when Alex messaged me about it, we marked out for a while, but then it, and we almost like we changed our opinion because we both got super nervous because we hold this guy in such high regard, and it was just like we almost approached it like you got to go into fight camp, buddy, like. We got to go back to, we got to get to HPW three days a week. Tuesdays we're practicing just like British Lucharosu. Uh, then we're doing like some Lucha and then we're doing high fly. And then just like, we were breaking it down what we had to do. Like, let's get conditioning in order. Like we were going to like that Bruno, Bruno's the best anyways, but he was going to be another level that night. Yeah. And he even said, he's just like, once he realized what he was kind of getting himself into, like he even said to me, he's just like pretty much the same thing. He's just like, I'm about to go pretty much into fight camp right now. He's just like, I promise you, he's just like, I will be better than I have ever been that night. And I was just like, I, I'm not the guy you got to sell that to. I, I'm already sold. I fucking, I already, I already, I'm spending the money. So don't worry. Like I, I got you. You just, you just show up and you make this whatever it is that you have always wanted this to be. Yeah. That's that's really the only thing that's uh, that you have to do at this point. You know, like um, I know that he's been prepping for that match his whole life. So uh, hopefully we can fucking get that for him again. It'll happen. Honestly, like it's it's one of those things where it makes me so happy that we had it, and then I'm just like, <sighs> it'll happen. And if for some reason. If for some reason it doesn't happen, I'm just going to chalk it up. This is easy for me to say, too. But I just chalk it up to, it wasn't meant to happen then. Maybe they wouldn't have clicked. Maybe the chemistry would have been off, so. But if it ever is to happen, I'm sure it's going to be fucking great. There's no way it won't be. No, there's not. Now, um, I know that we said that we were only going to do an hour, and we're about an hour and a half here. I don't really care. We're swap casting. Yep. We, uh, we're just killing time, catching up, and I'm, I'm loving chatting up with you here. But um, I did ask a few people uh, earlier in the day if they had any questions. You actually got questions? I got a couple, yeah. When I send out... preface this. When I send out the feeler for questions, I never get questions. See, you gotta do... You know, you gotta do it in the Instagram and you gotta put up the question box. Yeah, it's right there. um, It is. Now, actually, shit. I'll get to, to the one that you actually saw, which... Man... Maybe this is why you don't really get a lot of questions because the the moment I put that up there, uh, Vertigo wanted to know. I would love to hear about wrestling in none of it and all the merch money he made. And the direct response to that is you paid off and maxed my maxed out visa. <laughs> no, that's the podcast story. <laughs> well, I can go more. I can go a little more deep into it, but that is it. Like I made. I think I had a $2,000 visa limit at that time, and it was maxed out. 
And I kept getting told these Nunavut tours, like, there's no entertainment up there, right? So any entertainment they get, yeah. if you bring merchandise, they're all about. And I was a big babyface at the time. And I always had, when I was a babyface with the hacker gimmick, I always just had a very, uh, like, uh, marketable gimmick. I think I really hit the nerve with, like, um, like uh, the nerd community, because that's how I kind of went the with. Yeah, the glasses was a big thing. And, like, nerd culture yep. is, like, popular culture now. And uh, it wasn't always, and I think I was... I was and just hitting that right. at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just like it was cool to be the out, a bit of an outcast and uh, that guy. And it's funny because I don't consider myself yep. a nerd at all, but I played the character well, luckily. So uh, yep. I, I just had a bunch of T-shirts, those glasses, and eight by tens. But I remember when the card got put together, uh, it was me and Brent Banks. I think both nights or three nights, whatever it was. And I had asked the promoter at the time, like, hey, can I go right before intermission? For the obvious reason of I wanted to sell merch. And Brent at the time was the Arctic Champion. I think that's what it was called. It was a belt that the promoter in Nunavut made. What? Yeah. It was a belt that the... Pro uh, that the Was it the promoter? Yeah, it must have been. Got made just for these shows because Squared Circle used to do them as well. Right. Oh, so it's kind of like that fucking belt that uh, Braun Strowman has from uh, Saudi it, Arabia. Exactly the same. And it was All like, right. I think it was first night, first night I either get cheated out of it, and then it goes to the rematch where the next night I win it or something like that, but it was like... Something happened with a dusty finish, I get cheated out of it, and then I marched all the kids right to the merch table. Like, literally, match ended, and I just walked them right over, and I sold a ton. And then I think the next night when I won the title, now I had this bribe where you could come buy my merch and hold my belt and get a picture and stuff, right? I'd let them take a picture with the belt for no money anyways, but, like, they don't get anything up there. So if they could, if they could buy a new t-shirt, you could sell it, and... Like any wrestler knows, you don't undercut anybody. And we no. were told like eight by tens were selling for like twenty five bucks. Shirts were selling for like fifty bucks. So it was just like you you were making mad money. What? Yeah, yeah. It was a total upsell. But they didn't know any better, I guess. It's terrible to say, but that was just we all went along with that plan. And I brought uh an entire I, I brought an entire suitcase just full of merch, and I think I sold it of everything. And it was funny, because me and Brent shared a room that weekend, and that one night, I think it was the last night, I came back, and uh, me and Brent, I just want to say, Brent's the fucking best. I just throw that out there. Best wrestler, best person, he's just great. And uh, we get back, and I have, like, so much money, it's coming out of all my pockets and stuff, and I was like, I owe you a cut, and Brent refused to take a cut. Like, Refused. So I I hope I bought him some buy bought him a meal at the airport or something I don't fucking know but I'm but you like it. I'm like can I take a super mark picture that you don't judge me for and Brent's the best he's like yeah of course what do you want to do and I just emptied all my money on the bed like and it was a ton of money and took a picture for it I think it's still on my Instagram I think it was only from one night though and I was just like I just gotta take a picture because this is the biggest superstar I'll ever fucking feel. Like, I just want to document it. <laughs> and so we just laughed at me, like, getting a bird's eye view on the mattress, taking a picture down of all the money. And, yeah, I paid off my entire visa bill, and that was... It was just the fucking best. Brent's the best. None of it was a blast. That's... That, that's fucking sweet. Um, our boy Chops has a question for you. Yeah. 
Uh, and I kind of giggled when he when I saw it, but I was just like, I know there's actually more to it. But he's like, how did he come up with the hacker character? And uh, you did it. No, I did. It's a blatant ripoff. Blatant. <laughs> I, I, I used to go to uh, Neo Spirit Pro Wrestling shows right when I broke in and right before with my dad. And I always loved the original hacker. He was a much better wrestler than me. Um, the myth is he was supposed to be in Team Canada, in TNA originally, but he got married at the time and he quit wrestling. But he is fucking um, I can, phenomenal. I can, I can tell you that that's not a myth. That's true. Okay, that is what happened. Okay. Yep. And uh, it's hard to find this stuff now because not everything's like as documented as it was then. But he was incredible. And he was in a tag team with Jet Jace Fury called Silver Rush Fusion. Actually, years ago, I got, Sil I got Jace Fury gear, inspired gear made. It was in, like, LLW time with, like, it. they were the bikers with the tassels. It was so bunk because I got a girl from high school to make them for me. But, like, I was always influenced by that tag team. And I was talking to Bill Scullion on Facebook one night. And just talking, like, I was, like, I was just Scotty O'Shea, the nobody. And I was, like, I just need something. Yeah. And at that time, I think we had just gone to see Avatar in theaters. And I kept those 3D glasses. And I think I had the lens popped out. And I was just wearing them in my profile picture. And he said, your profile picture reminds me of Josh, Hacker. And I was just like, yeah. oh, fuck, I used to, I love Hacker. I fucking love that guy. He's like, you should do it. And I was like, what do you mean do it? He's like, he doesn't fucking wrestle anymore. Just fucking steal it. So I was like, I thought about it. And I was like, that's something I could actually, like, sink my teeth into, being an undersized wrestler at that time. Uh, I was like, I think I could make a run at that. So I reached out to Josh, and I asked him. And he was so fucking cool with things. He was like, yeah, absolutely. Do what you can. So, uh, I always tried to be promoted as hacker Scotty O'Shea, because he was the hacker. I know it's a little thing, but, like, it was a blatant ripoff. I just tried to give him that little bit of credit. It might yeah. be dumb, but it was just my way of just being like, I'm not the hacker. I always, I always caught it. So, yeah. like, if anything, like, I mean, the people who knew caught on to it immediately. That's all. I, I, I knew Josh yeah. uh, for quite a while, to the point where, like, you know, like him and I were, were pretty good buddies back in the day. Uh, so much so, like, you know, we, we've kept in touch. And uh, we found out, like, probably about a year ago, we fucking live in the same city. Oh, really, eh? So, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, the last cross-body show that we did, the Family Day Feud 4, he was there. Oh, no kidding, eh? We were... Yeah. Um, do you remember the other Kitchener promotion? I'm not going to say its name because I got sued there. But... Um... <laughs> I was I was in a feud with an I <laughs> I was in a feud with another one of your favorites who shall go unnamed. Um, uh, go ahead, I don't give a shit. We're in a, we're we're in a giving mood. I don't know. Maybe you know I'm what? I'm not gonna one. I'm not gonna say because stuff has gone down since then. I'm not gonna say it. I know what you're talking about. You know what? Good call. Yeah, okay. I'm just. Um, yep. You can do your research. I've said it before, but enough times passed. I don't think I need to bring it up. But we were in a feud, yeah, fuck and uh, it came down to one of the blow-off matches was... Oh, I hope I don't fuck this up. It was a glasses uh, ladder match, but my glasses were up for grabs. It's because we got the original hacker involved, and he sided with the other guy, I believe. And... If the other yeah. guy was to win and pull down the glasses, the glasses was just, like, a piece to signify the hacker gimmick. Uh, I would have to give up the gimmick because I had stolen it. 
So uh, we did have a bit of a uh, like program going together, and I remember hoping it was going to go somewhere. I don't know if he ever wanted it to. I was going to say, a great idea in theory. Yeah, yeah. Because he could probably still work circles around me. I think he just, uh, he came to hang out one day, got talked into sitting around and being part of a show. And it's hard to say no to that. And, uh, yeah. but yeah. Well, that's he was really hesitant to come to my show. And I explained to him, I was just like, you have to understand. I'm not asking you to do a fucking thing yeah. other than come and enjoy. And if anybody asks you to do anything, you tell them that I personally said to fuck right off. And because I'm the boss here, so I'm telling you straight up, you have nothing to do other than sit and enjoy the show with your kids. And it's a hard thing, because all it takes is one or two bumps to really get the itch back, and then this little side hobby of yours takes up so much time, and you're just so invested into it. It's almost like if you're out and you want to stay out, it's better not to be involved at all. So I understand, like, I couldn't dip my toe in the water, because I know I'd dive right back in. So, but yeah, that's it. It's well, a here's the thing, um... I don't even know if you know this or not, but uh, he had come down to the gym <clears throat> excuse me, with his kid uh, after the show or before the show. I can't remember what it was, but uh, he asked me the one night, he's like, hey, would you mind if I brought my kid down just to show them the ring and stuff like that and just to kind of show them what dad did? Yeah. And I was like, of course, like take all the time you want in the world. Go show off to your kid. Like, please do. So he got in there, hit the ropes, took a few bumps, you know what I mean? And, uh, because I had talked to him about an idea that I had actually had. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, hey, I, I mean, if you want to be involved, like, I actually got this idea, but not for you to rest. Like, it's just for you to be a part of it. And I think that it would be kind of cool to have you on the shows in this particular role. Yeah. Just so that way you can kind of, like, pass some knowledge down. You know what I mean? Like, it's no harm, no foul. Your kids get to see you perform. You don't have to wrestle. It's great. Yeah. So, uh... I was actually going to have him, and when I when I pitched him the idea, he's like, nah, nah, nah. And then he got into a few bumps, and he's just like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you remember the last time you worked for me, I want to say? Because I remember that we, I think we, we agreed on it was like two or three dates or something like that. And, and you did them all, and it was all fine and dandy and stuff like that. But you were really focusing on this, the like, kind of like, this newer version of the hacker gimmick. And I was just like, I want to do it justice. And I really want to figure out like some like cool production for it and stuff yep. like that. Like kind of similar to what I did with Albright, but like but just different. Right. And, um, I was actually going to do this thing where, uh, I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but you two were going to end up in a program where like, he was essentially going to be like the undertaker. Oh, uh, awesome. Ministry version. And it was, because like that whole thing that you do like this, yep. I was gonna like I was gonna tell a cool story. It's like, what is this? Like, who are you doing it to? And then eventually have him come cloaked out doing this, and then it's like you kneel down to him, and that's your dude that you've been doing it to the whole fucking time. That's fucking awesome. That is awesome. That was what I originally had, and I was just like, fuck. And then like, all, and then it's dates weren't lining up, and then yeah. it, it, it wasn't gonna. It, that was one of those things where when just kind of like what you said, it's just like it's just it wasn't destined to happen yes but, exactly uh but hopefully by the time things go back to normal people will forget this podcast because i'm <laughs> sure they probably will thank you everybody and uh maybe we'll do that <laughs> end of the day though but the, I, the gimmick is just a blatant ripoff that is all it is and i'm okay with doing it hell yeah all right so now we got uh just a couple more questions left uh they're from instagram here i got two from puff 
<laughs> of course. Okay, uh, hang on. His first question, why does he always have to be such an insufferable douchebag? <laughs> you know, some people are born and bred for greatness, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> That's why. All right. Uh, question two. Why is he so homophobic? <laughs> you know, my uncle molested me like tw 10 or 12 times Jesus once. Jesus Christ! And since then, <laughs> since then, I ch it's been hard for me not to have a bitter taste in my mouth about it all. That's all. I'm curious oh. why, uh, you know, Puff asked me these questions. I ask him why he has a swastika tattooed on his back. It's just a back and forth. <laughs> okay, uh, hang on. Who do we got here? Oh, our dude Chris, who's uh, who's been like really helping us out, and he's been really enjoying the uh, the Twitch streams that we've been doing here lately. He has a question for you, uh, and it's actually kind of funny. He says, "If you couldn't be wrestling anymore, what would you do with your spare time?" So essentially, what he wants to know is, "What have you been up to this last year?" Oh. <laughs> That's scary because Just get married, fucking slipping the past gold. Yeah, yeah, I've been shooting live rounds. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Not wrestling, this is a weird thing I've been playing with, and it'd be interesting to talk to you about it. And I don't mean to get long-winded, but... No, it's good, it's good. Like, I love wrestling more than anything. My wife knows it's above her. That's been an understanding forever. It's like, it just is. It's my... I feel like it's my oxygen I breathe. I just love it. I have for fucking years. It's my everything. I spend hours watching, studying, thinking. We, we I'm Everybody that's a wrestling fan probably understands it. But over this... I've kind of realized by looking at social media, like, I truly love wrestling, but I do understand there is more to life than wrestling. And yes. whether it be family, friends, whatever, other hobbies, I don't know what I would do without it, but I am certain I would find something. But there are people online, wrestlers in our community, that I almost worry for because it's almost like they have nothing else, and this quarantine has, like, hit them incredibly hard. And even with wrestling, the most successful wrestlers have a small window, and that window will close at some point. And I, I honest to God, worry what they'll do if that was to ever happen. It seems like we're on the back end of everything, and everything's going to slowly get back to normal. But I think it's important for people to find, uh, like, a reason to wake up in the morning without wrestling all the time. It's weird to say, because for me, I don't know what mine is. I am I just know I could find something. But a lot of guys... Well, I, can tell you, I can tell you immediately what it is without you even realizing it, because you've been doing it before you got into wrestling. Podcasting is, is, your, is your side mistress. Yes. And the reason why that is, is because it is a creative outlet for you that nobody else can touch. And at the same time, you've been doing it long enough at this point that I'm sure because I've realized the same thing because like when I first started doing the podcasting stuff my mindset on it has drastically changed from when I started like you know like four or five months ago to where I'm at now you know uh, it, it becomes like this thing where you almost challenge it, it like it almost doesn't make sense that you can have this much fun doing something and other people will listen to it and enjoy it yeah. And especially right now, where a lot of people are stuck at home and a lot of people uh, have way more free time than what they're used to, you know, uh, even if they are working, you know what I mean? Like, 
for example, I've for the last Christ ever since I started running Crossbody uh, as a promotion, I think I maybe, and I'm not kidding. I think maybe I was lucky to get four weekends off a year. Yeah, because between shows and like that that I was doing between uh, all the work that we've been doing like with Rock Solid Wrestling and then like my other little bookings that I would like sprinkle in between I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that probably surprises people to hear how busy that I've actually been over the last few years because maybe it's not something that I but like it's weird like I don't have to I can't promote shows that I do for Rock Solid Wrestling because my friends in Hamilton aren't going to fucking Sudbury and all these little thick-ass towns that we yep. go to every weekend you know so it's it's funny that because for the longest time, I remember I didn't see Tornado for years. And then when I finally caught up to him, I was just like, what the fuck have you been doing? He's like, I've been wrestling. Yeah, this exactly. Whole time. I was like, wait, how? I, I, I've never heard of it. And he's just like, well, just because you don't hear it doesn't mean it's not happening. Like, That's a big one. I get it. Uh, that and uh, there are two big things that I've learned. Uh, that and, as stupid as it sounds, because it kind of ties in together, but... Uh, and this was kind of when it came to like promoting podcasts and stuff. Cause I would promote podcast, like my podcast one time. Mm. And then I had somebody message me and they're just like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're just like, you, you like, you upload your podcast, you tell people once and then you just fucking leave it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't want to bombard people. He's like, do you think people live in your fucking world? Do you think everybody literally goes to your fucking Facebook to check every goddamn <laughs> status that you put up? I was like, yeah, I guess so. Huh? He's like, and you think that every tiny fucking word that you type on the internet, everybody just and sees? I'm like, no. Like, Put your shit out there. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, as as weird as it sounds, I've kind of learned like the to, to, to balance all that stuff. But again, again, at the same time too, like uh, it's it's almost like you challenge like how the fuck can this continue to be content. Like yeah. I know that you've evolved and like now you do things with Steve and with Jeff and then you got like your, you do like things with horror movies and stuff. Yeah. And it's funny because I know for a fact that there are probably wrestlers that look at you guys that are friendly to your face and talking so much shit about you guys behind your back for doing that stupid little thing that you do. Just oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, these fucking, these nerds that are talking about like whatever and they're probably doing that because they're, realizing like oh these these three friends are literally talking about what makes these three dudes friends providing content and people are actually watching while other people are trying to do things that are coming from their heart and putting all this effort into and maybe not getting the same amount of views it dawned on me really quickly just because uh with the tht project that like me brady matt and like and princey was doing We've been doing this for a couple weeks, and all of a sudden, I'm I, I saw it with my own fucking eyes. People that are like legit talking shit about us, they're like, "Oh, those guys are jokes," and it's just like, "Why?" Because we get together and talk about toys, and we talk about the things that we fucking like. That's all it and is. We just so happen to like, and and for some fucking reason, people tune in. Yeah. Like, I, I, but trust me, we get more fucking views on the THD podcast than I do on this one. <laughs> And I've been doing this one for fucking way longer. Dude. We literally started the THD thing like three weeks ago. Dude, tell I have like 225 episodes of this fucking dog shit podcast. Some of the <laughs> downloads I get for some episodes, it's like, why do I do this? Th- that's another issue I have, though. And it's interesting what you just said. And I've never thought about it like that. But I'm, 
I'm big on creativity and just doing things. I have to, I have to satiate that like nerve in me of that creative thing. Cause like we have a, uh, yeah. sunsetcrypt.com is a website we started two years ago and we just review horror movies and we put articles. We've been making short films and that's been putting a ton of energy. We've only released two. We got another one coming out, but we have like five that are on the go right now. And then this podcast and whatnot. I'm a weird guy when it comes to, I'm big on like, this podcast, I make no money from it because I don't try to advertise. I don't promote it at all. I just feel like I have this. I decided I was going to do this podcast, so I want to release one every week. So I've been, like, very strict on that. But as soon as I release something, I'm fucking done with it. I don't care if anybody fucking sees it. I don't care if anybody downloads it. It's weird. I really wish I wasn't like that. Because I just... Uh, yeah. Because when you kind of look at the analytics of it, none of it makes sense why I keep doing it. And you're right. I've never thought and of. I, but I understand why you do that, though, because you're a wrestler, and your mentality as a wrestler is to go and do the show and then get to the next town. Yes. You're done with the match. Yeah. So essentially, you take that same mentality with podcasting, and I understand that. But I'm also starting to realize that you know it's it's they're not the same thing, and uh, you know we 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 always think that life is wrestling because really life is wrestling for us, yeah. You know, but there are some things that yeah, but. There are some things that, you know, you, you learn to kind of have to switch up if you want to try to, to pull in some, some other different things. And that was something that I realized that I needed to do differently was I needed to take I, – I needed to, especially for the podcast, I needed it to be a labor of love. Like I wanted it to be a weekly thing and then all of a sudden it became work and then I kind of hated the process. And then I was like, wait a sec. I feel like I'm having the same conversation over and over again. What the fuck am I doing? Yep. And then I – once – once the Autobahn tournament that I had that all booked, uh, because I had a, a, a like this private TV taping book that was good to go with the, the local and provincial health officials that they approved and everything. And then it was just, it was a straw that broke the camel's back for me where I, this was like the third thing that I had tried to put together legally, like with, you know, with everything, like they were going to be there. Like we were going to set the fucking standard for how to try to put shows together during this entire thing. Um, <clears throat> had it set up and then literally... The, the people found out that the day that we were going to film the show was the morning that they were about to start, that they were going to announce that they were going to start the rocket. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, motherfucker. So then all of a sudden, like, I, I was just so brokenhearted because people don't understand how many times I've been this close to getting the, like, the gym back to normal, like the, the, the promotion back to normal. And then it just, at the last fucking second, every goddamn time, like it just like, it's, everything got blown up on me. And it, the amount of work that I put into each single, like each and every single one of those, like was just fucking heartbreaking. So when that happened and I realized, I'm like, man, I don't think we're getting out of this anytime soon. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta just get back to doing things that I can control. And then I started just like reaching out to different people where I'm like, Hey, like I want back in on this. So like, let's fucking go. Mm -hmm. And then like, uh, I reached out to like my comedian buddy. I reached out to this person. I reached out to a bunch of different people. Like, and then uh, Bob Evans was fucking sweet and did it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? People are totally cool to talk right now. And the next thing I know, like, uh, I I sent uh, TJ a message like a few weeks prior, and he's like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. But then he didn't like follow up afterwards. So I thought that it was kind of like politely brushing me off. Yep. And then hits me up. He's like, hey, when are we when are we filming? I was like, you tell me. Let's yeah. fucking go. And the next thing I know. I was like, I'll only, I'll only take an hour of your time. I promise. Like, I don't want to fucking, I know you're a busy dude. And next thing I know, like, like an hour and 40 minutes later, I was just like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, oh man, I'm so sorry that I've been long winded. And I'm like, 
this is fucking sweet, man. Like, this is just, like, we, we literally before I hit record, I'm like, Hacker, we're going to do an hour. You cool? Yep. And look at us. We're, like, two hours fucking yeah. so far. You know? And then, and, but this just happens. Like, yep. I mean. Uh, it's easy conversation. This is why I said. It's easy conversation, and this is why I don't have a fucking format, is because, you know what? Like, we've been catching up and telling some, some pretty cool stories. Now, the uh, the final question isn't really all that much of a doozy. It's just happens to be the last question uh he wants uh this is from ryan young who is uh an, an incredible financial advisor so, oh that's good to right? know uh very good to know works for sunlight uh i he actually was uh, kind enough to do a seminar for not just our students but for our roster and uh to, to do us like kind of to, to help people out with you know just it, it was a cool information session that's was, cool uh, man it was yeah it was really cool uh he just wants to know what your favorite sitcoms oh I hate to say it, but, oh my god, I love The Office, like, so much. I know that's so fucking generic answer these days, but... I've never actually seen an episode, because I know that that's a show, that if I watch an episode, I'm going to get hooked, and then I've got to sink, excuse me, my teeth into that time. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, like, because, like, I knew... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's... I, I was watching it while it was on TV. I didn't start at the very beginning. I think I caught on about season four. I watched it all yeah. through. It's the only TV sitcom that I really was like, get home to watch. And since then, since it was been on Netflix and stuff, uh, no lie, I've watched the series through completely. I am not lying when I say this, 30 to 35 times fully. There's nine episodes, uh, nine seasons all we do to this day, if we spend more than five minutes looking for a movie on Netflix, me and my wife just turn on the the office. But because that is such a generic answer, I'm going to change it, and I'm going to uh, give some props to my Canadian heritage and say, Kenny vs. Spenny is my favorite sitcom. If you can call that a sitcom, it's more of a reality show, but my favorite TV show of all time. I love Curb. I love Seinfeld. There's a couple more I'm forgetting, but Kenny vs. Spenny. All the episodes are on YouTube. Didn't you get to do something with Kenny and Spenny, or am I mistaken? Okay, so I did a House of Hardcore show in Toronto, and as we were right. coming in the back door, uh, Spenny was just there because he was doing something that night. I don't even think he was booked. I think he was just coming because he knew Tommy Dreamer. And as we were walking in, I well, think he's, I w- he's really good friends with um, fucking God, uh, Murphy, Jan Murphy. Dan, yeah, Jan oh, Murphy, yes, sorry. you're right, you're right. And uh, so we were just walking in, and it was like hours before showtime. Nobody's there, and I just recognized Spenny. And I was like, Spencer Nolan Rice. And he looks at me, and I was like, I'm your biggest fan. Can I get a picture? And I put my arm around him, and he put his arm around my shoulders, and I went low. And then we get the picture. I think that's on my Instagram as well. And we, I'm just like, thanks so much, man. That was great. Uh, and then he was involved with the show. But he's like, yeah, your hand was a little low on that picture. It made me uncomfortable. And I was like, my apologies, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you prom pictured him. And then I think Tarek and Tyson worked Spenny and somebody else at one of the Jan Murphy shows like two years ago or something. I was so jealous. Yeah, I can imagine. I that's why I, I thought that that was you, but maybe it wasn't. Bill but yeah, there. just every episode's on YouTube on Kenny Hotz's YouTube channel. I watch that all the time too. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. I am so influenced by that dirty, lowbrow humor. I fucking love it. If you're going to watch one episode, watch Who Can Blow the Biggest Fart. It is the funniest episode <laughs> of anything ever. The show would never fly anymore. What they say, what they do, it's unbelievable, but it's worth checking out. Oh, holy shit. 
Uh, Hacker, you got any questions for me or you got anything you want to say before we wrap this thing up? Or Dude, what? thank you for doing this. Thank you for... We should do this more. We don't even have to record it. This was just good catching up. This was a real good time. Thank you so much for this. I'd say I, I didn't reach out really for was. questions. I was really... The number one thing when I was like, I'm doing a podcast with Ben... I was like, I'm going to talk to him about Omega, and then I told Alex I'm talking to you, and he's like, ask him everything about Omega, and that's kind of what we covered, so. Next time we do well, it, hey, I'll come in. Me... Next time let's I'll be more prepared. And... Yeah, let's do this again, and we'll just fucking strictly have it on your show, man. Perfect. Like, uh, we'll, we'll consider this a swapper, but like, hey, any chance that we got to just fucking talk and call it content, I'm completely down, man. That's it, man. That was This was so fun. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to everyone who came yeah. sent in questions. And, and plug your stuff here quickly before we go. Uh, I'm at, what is, oh, I'm at Antihero SOS on Twitter. I was going to say at Hacker Scotty. That is still yeah, an account. Your shit. At Hacker Scotty is still an account. Uh, a fan's running it, and it's just making fun of me essentially all the time. It's fucking hilarious. I think everybody thinks I'm still running it, and it's not me. I know the guy who's doing it. He's not a wrestler. He's just a fan. But it's fucking hilarious shit. Uh, Antihero oh, SOS is me. Check out sunsetcrypt.com. That's for all our articles, short films, and whatever. Check out When Geeks Collide. Uh, just support indie wrestling and everybody trying to provide content right now because we're really trying absolutely and first of all thank you for having me on your podcast oh. uh this little swap cast here uh your listeners please find me on youtube.com slash big ben af podcast where you can find uh, the video version of this if you want to see our ugly mugs while we're uh, chatting uh you can also find past episodes with guys like again tj wilson brutal bob evans pretty much dropped a sweet little seminar on us which was great uh, you can find RJ City, Madman Fulton. The, there's a, an array of uh, awesome guests on there. And uh, we're working on some more. You can also find me at twitch.tv slash BigBenIsAngry, where uh, we're doing our best to pump out uh, as much daily content as possible between the THT uh, crew, between uh, myself, Brady Wedham, and, and Mac Grant. Uh, you can find me on all the socials at BigBenIsAngry and the podcast at BigBenAFPodcast across all the socials. I know I just dropped a ton of shit on you there, but that's so uh, professional. That's the that's that's the that's the life of uh, of a promoter when he doesn't have any shows to promote. <laughs> he just got to fucking just keep going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. All right, brother. I fucking love you, and uh, I'm 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 glad that we got to do this. And uh, and I didn't even get to say congratulations on uh, on the, the the child. Oh, and, thank uh, you. I know that. On at, when 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 you do uh, July eighth, it's it's actually due on her birthday. But I'm not getting my hopes up. If it comes out black, I'm out of here. All right. So I'm just saying, <laughs> until we have proof that it's mine, I'm I'm only crossing my fingers. Hey, if it does, we already know that we can blame Lionel. And on that note, oh. ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to both of our podcasts. And you guys have yourself a wonderful evening. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> that was no, a blast. We are, we, we're wrapped. Thanks, buddy. I gotta go <laughs> piss so bad. That was, you go for it, man. Thanks again very much. Thank I'll, you, buddy. Uh, probably have this. Yeah, if you need me to send you the footage, let me know. Okay. Okay. I know. I'll probably have this up by tonight or tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks so much, buddy. That was a blast. Later, pal. Ciao.
Hey dudes, I forgot to ask Ben for his song recommendation, like I always seem to forget. So I sent him a message um, asking him to send me a song of any artist or any reason, just something you'd like to be played at the end of this episode, and he sent me possibly the weirdest song out of all the songs we've ever played at the end of a podcast. Um, hopefully I don't forget the name, but it's Bob Backlin inspired and edited in his voice is edited into i'm not sure but it's the song title is backland and um i believe the creator is called dankmas and if you hear that weird sound behind me that gurgling sound it's nothing gross it's uh my little girl waffles is currently drinking my leftover shower water as i record this snippet on while sitting in a towel on the edge of my bathtub So that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Check out Big Ben and Friends and keep checking out Wrestling With Myself and check out everything else. Check out Hot Broads. Check out a library. Um, That's it. Peace in the Middle East. Okay, uh, you know, Dankness, he makes the Simpsons song. He takes quotes and puts them into like uh, dance songs and they're fucking incredible. There's really good stuff here. I said French fries. (laughs) A lot of good stuff. Highly recommend watching it. I've actually gotten him to do uh, like one of his songs, but for Bob Backlund. Yes. Yeah, let's go check it out.
I should apologize. Maybe I should apologize. 